What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome to the next episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I'm your host, Glenn, the Commissioner Gordon, and with me, of course, is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. It's been a pretty great day. I've had a really good day, and we'll, we'll talk about why in just a second. Um, first of all, allow me the pleasure of introducing Mr. KGB Gary, our resident Russian. How are you, Gary? I'm pretty good. How is everybody? Pretty pretty good as well. Um, we have a temporarily enlarged cast for all of you today. Um, so, Gary, what has your week been like in gaming? In gaming? Yes. What's, um, what entertains you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what entertained me was uh, the Batman Arkham Origins Cold Cold Heart DLC that came out. It's a story-based DLC featuring Mr. Freeze, one of my favorite Batman villains. I played that, reviewed it for the site. Good stuff. I'm also playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh. Uh, remote play, because I'm watching too much hockey in order to play it on my TV. <laughs> so what's <laughs> with this random burst in hockey all of a sudden? I've always loved hockey, man. It's just the playoffs, so okay. I watch like, every game now. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> with us as well is, of course, our very own Ben Chili Beer Hall. I've, I was debating in my mind whether or not to call you Chili or, or Chili Beer Hall, and it kind of came out as Chili Beer Hall. <laughs> Actually, Glenn, that's where it came from originally. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so... Chili. Okay, yeah. What's, what's going on, Ben? Um, fighting, fighting sleep right now, but I'm good. I'm good. so sorry. This man <laughs> is dedicated. He is up so late recording our podcast for us. We love him. We love him. This guy's the world to us right now. Oh, thank you. Um, how? What have you? What's gaming been like for you today? This Ooh, week? I, I I actually got a game to review yesterday. Uh, I warn you, everyone. I'm about to butcher the title, and Ernest, you're probably going to be better at this than me. <laughs> um, short piece. Ran Giko Tuskimi's long story. Um, anyway, I got that on <laughs> Saturday morning. And I kind of beat in under three hours. Hold on, I think you sneezed. Uh, we, we didn't catch that title. <laughs> <laughs> ben, when you said a long story, I thought you said the title was so long, you didn't want to finish it. <laughs> Short um, piece. To be honest, reading this title is actually longer than actually playing the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you were, you were talking about it. Uh, I started a second playthrough and skipping the cutscenes. And I beat, I pretty much beat the game in 35 minutes. Okay, it's short piece, Rango Tsukigime's Longest Day. Oh, that's it, Longest Day, yeah. Longest yep. Day, alright. Yeah, it's it, but uh, it's, it's weird, it's one of those games that I did have a lot of fun with, and I've played it, several, actually played it through three times now. Alright. But I, I'm, I, it's a Suda 51 game, it's a great anime game, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to give it a high score, but you'll see why in the review. Um... <laughs> No spoilers. That's enough. That's all you get. Yeah. That's all you get. And Final Fantasy XIV. I've been playing that a lot. Which I also reviewed last week as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds great. A lot of Final Fantasy XIV I'm hearing. Um, also with us, of course, is the prodigal son himself, Ernest Lin. Welcome, Ernest. It's good to be good to be back. I think, isn't this a historical first Uh me on the podcast twice in a row. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, exactly. 
Welcome. Good to have you. Um, so how has gaming been for you? Good, sir. Um, I haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, more Titanfall. That's pretty much it. More Titanfall. Yeah. That's all we need, right? Right. <laughs> Such a traitor. I know, right? <laughs> my, my PS4 and PS3 haven't been... Well, that reminds me. I've been playing a, I've been playing a lot of the Janet Simulator as well. Janet, this man... Okay, he... <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, let me first introduce our surprise fifth member of the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today. Um, we haven't seen him in a couple episodes. Fraser, the shapeshifter Miller. Welcome back, Fraser. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, how have you been, sir? I've been all right. I finished off Sly Cooper for the site, actually. Sly Cooper. Man, I wanted to I want to get my hands on that game. I haven't gotten to play much of Sly Cooper. I think I played him once a long time ago. It was different doing three games in one week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three games in one week you reviewed? It's because it was a Sly Cooper collection. Although I had to ask Kale for a few pointers. I was like, how the hell do I review this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so did you review it on... It was on Vita, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good in Vita. It's just, that's a little hint. Yeah, okay. So definitely check that out on PSU.com. Um, we, had, we had a great day-to-day, Ben and I did. Um, we did Unchained earlier, and we got to interview none other than Sony's own Shahid Ahmad. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I uh, think yes, I, you are. I am? Okay, sweet. And <laughs> this man asked Shahid Ahmad if we could possibly bring Goat Simulator to Vita. Someone and had to ask it. <laughs> I was just like, Ben, <laughs> what are you doing? This what is what is this goat? Do you play as a goat? What is this? Yeah, you it's play on Steam. Yeah, you play as a goat trying to lick things. Trying to lick things? Yeah, it's an open world goat simulator. You just walk around the world licking things. Why? <laughs> because because it's fun. Because why not? Yeah, it's so random. Like you, you can, can also be a demon goat. goat. Yeah. Did you know um, Xbox with Connect is uh, they have a game called Soda Drinker Pro. Day one. <laughs> I might go buy an Xbox One now. I, I heard that snicker in the background, but um, I don't, it's it's interesting. Like the graphics are are comically bad, um, but I, I guess that's kind of how it's supposed to be. And you, you basically just drink soda with the Connect. Well, Goat Simulator is much better than that. I, I recommend it. You can be have a, as he said, demon goat, angel goat, tall goat, which is a giraffe. Bird Goat, which is an ostrich. Uh, Sonic the Goat, which he plays like a, a goat that can turn into a bull like Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the, the Steam Works support, so you've got Shrek the Goat, Human Goat. Uh, oh, and you can go into space as well and be Space Goat. And Whale Goat, a giant whale goat. It's, it's certainly more developed than Soda Drinker Pro. Uh, it, I have well, there's one thing about the soda drinking one. Mm-hmm. Does it have DLC for Mountain Dew? <laughs> I don't know. You know, we might have a Pepsi products DLC in the future. It, the uh, uh, Munch Doritos mini game. <laughs> I wonder how the achievements are for it. I have. I, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> drink fifty different kinds of soda, or in an hour. In an hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
how to have a heart attack um, or or a sugar coma or something. But yeah, Soda Drinker Pro. Um, if, but Goat Simulator does sound interesting. And, and Janitor Simulator, you said? Yeah, Janitor Simulator. That's a great game as well. What you play a... A janitor in well, you get for five pound forty nine, for five pound you get free janitor simulator games, a whole free. You get Shadow Warrior Janitor Simulator where you in an what? ancient Egyptian museum, cleaning body parts from what? Shadow Warrior. Uh, this is you ever you ever heard of the series Shadow Warrior? No. Well, anyway, yeah, this is based on the Shadow Warrior series. Um, and then there's eight, um, Janet, uh, it's Visor Care, it's called by the way. Uh, not Janet, it's Visor Care, um, Santa Rampage, where Santa's gone on a murdering spree around the North Pole when you've got to clean up all the elves' bodies. Uh, yeah. And then there's Space, Space, Janet Simulator, where you're in space, cleaning up alien body parts. Oh my goodness. It's a lot this more entertaining a- than you think. Yeah. This is in no way a simulation game. No janitor <laughs> does this. No, not at all. That's uh, not a simulator. Uh, also, not... also, it has online co-op. Oh. Yeah. So and... you so you can clean up alien body parts together. Yeah, or, or you can cause more mess to annoy your oh. friends. Okay. This is a like crime scene cleanup simulator, man. <laughs> in space. <laughs> what the heck? Um, anyway, uh, guys. Uh, before we go on, Goat Simulator, will we get a co-op patch soon for offline split-screen co-op and a new map for free as well? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he says. So, Shahid, please, please bring us Goat Simulator to the Vita or PS4. No, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Imagine Goat Simulator with Morpheus support. Yeah. With Morpheus support? You can have oh, be what a you vir- mean to make you sick? Virtual reality. In that? <laughs> I know it's amazing. You can have a virtual reality goat simulator. Best get. I, th- I'm gonna push- I think I'm going to make that a thing. I-, I don't even know. I have no idea. No idea how to respond to this. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys. No, I didn't agree. Yes, we have a good cast, a good show for you today. Um, let's get right to it. First, because uh, we've totally gotten right to it just now um we have a favorite gaming store here in the united states do you guys have gamestop over in the uk there's a website for it there's a website for it that's all you've got yeah uh, but we have game which is the equivalent i guess oh man. isn't there a GameStop in northern ireland or is it island man i know we uh, do have one in the united kingdom one a whole one, one. just one okay well um, GameStop is pretty much the biggest gaming store in the United States right now, and it has 6,500 brick-and-mortar locations around the world, and 120 to 130 of them will be closing as part of a new initiative that they're calling GameStop 3.0. Um, they are basically kind of refocusing their attention, and while they are still gaming-focused, they are trying to expand they're trying to pull an Xbox on us. They're trying to expand. And um, they have their eyes kind of set on the mobile market. They bought a company from AT&T um, or an, an AT&T retailer called Spring Mobile. And, and Spring Mobile is basically all AT&T stuff. And, um, yeah, they bought that. And they also own Simply Mac, 
which is just what it sounds like. It's it's a Apple product retailer like Mac Authority. Um, so they they have their eyes specifically. It looks like on Apple products, but they definitely are interested in going into mobile devices in addition to gaming. Um, what do you guys think of this? Does GameStop have uh, the resources it needs to run all of these three things together successfully? Sounds I wrong. think it's quite like game because yeah. games doing the same thing. Yeah, games. Um, games sells mobile phones. You can trade in mobile phones. You can buy tablets. You can buy movies. You can buy Blu-rays. You can buy. You can buy pretty much everything. You can even buy Christmas dinner at one point. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you could buy tablets and stuff from GameStop for a long time now, but um, this is the first time they're officially making. A, they're officially splitting themselves up to go ahead and sell these things specifically, not not traded things, but to buy new mobile devices and new Mac computers and stuff. They're they're completely focusing on that too. Well, I think we're actually getting something even weirder. Well, it's more game related, but fun brightly, game is starting to split off and open in separate branches where they only sell pre-owned copies of games. Gametronics. Yeah, that's it. Oh wait, so they're they're only doing um, so they have like a store for new games and then a, a separate store only for used stuff. Yeah, that's what they're going to be planning to do pretty much in the future. That sounds a little weird. That almost sounds counterintuitive. They want a slice of the pie before the pie decides to take off and go away. <laughs> yeah. This pie. This is an interesting pie. I, I'm, I, it feels, it does feel counterintuitive. Like it makes so much more sense to have it all together because uh, that's kind of what they have right now, right? To have it all together. Yeah, pretty it's much. Because they make a bigger margin. Mm-hmm. Because those stores will be completely just profit for them, and nothing goes to the developers or publishers, etc. That is true. You, you know, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to, I'm going to actually put money on a game card like I did before. I'm going to wait until those shops are closing and then just pop in and buy them all during the fire sale. <laughs> I haven't bought something from a game store in about the past five or six years, at least. When, well, remember when Game... Up, I don't. You know when Game had that fire store, fire sale, was it three years ago? Or four years ago now? Is it not like two? Oh, feels like longer than that. I walked away with, I think it was 70 PS3 games for about 40 quid. Very 70 nice. PS3 games for 40 quid? Yeah. They were trying to save themselves and it didn't really work. No, but I, I got a lot of games, so. Which I didn't pay for really because I had store credit. Did you play all of them? No, I still have some sealed. It's just on my shelf. What in the world, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it, they were going to go bankrupt, so I had store credit, so I had to use it. So I just went around finding all the cheapest games they had in the pre-owned section. I thought, yep, I'll have that one. That one. I don't care, but I'll have that one. I'll have what that. kind of games are they? Are they like really, really good games, or just somewhere? I got. I think it was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for one pound fifty. I got. I got Sockham Confrontation for two p. <laughs> um, some were rubbish, of course. Like I got Homefront for uh, what's it? One pound fifty, I think it was. Oh, no. I still stand by the home front's good. Don't care what you no, say. I no. loved it. That game doesn't even deserve mentioning. Yeah, There's but... another one coming. Uh, it's hopefully 
better than what I got the first time. Oh, I got a Blaze Blue game as well for two. That was my expensive one. I got that for two pound ninety nine for the collector's edition. That was expensive. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. This man just finds all this stuff. Uh, they even gave me the strategy guides because they were, the strategy guides were going to be 10p and they couldn't be bothered to check them out, so they just gave me them. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the craziest thing ever. ever. Like, I, I want to be a part of this. How can I find this for nowadays? It was, I, it was literally I, a, a one-day thing. I, I went in and bought everything they had and nobody else could buy anything else because I had it all. I need to buy... I need to go buy some... Um... I need to go find a company that's like going bankrupt, so I can just get a bunch of cheap stuff. Like I don't even just not maybe not even a gate, just a random company is going bankrupt. Just I'm gonna buy everything. It was funny though because because of how many games I bought, they to to make themselves look good, they had me as uh, I think it was 50, twenty dips, twenty five different customers. Yeah, yeah. They so so that way it looked like they were selling like they sold like. A hundred people in that one fifteen minutes, because they had someone keep going up and buying stuff at the till. Mm. Circuit City had something like that some time ago. Um, you guys remember Circuit City? Never heard of it. I do. You do, Ernest? Not a lot of stuff at Circuit. Yep. Actually, no. Yep. My the Circuit City next to my house was stingy. They didn't put anything on sale. No. They just they... everything up and shipped it to somewhere else. They were basically Best Buy's biggest competitor. And um, they went bankrupt, out of business, shut all their stores down, and they sold a ton of stuff, just dirt cheap. I'm like, still proud of the deal I got in God of War 3 in America. I got the collector's edition of Pandora's Box for $30. What? Yeah. I, I, they had one in stock. I was with my, with my I'm friend. I'm just going to go shopping with you from now on, okay? <laughs> yeah. I was, just tag along behind. Like, oh, take that. I'll take that. I was with my friend in America at the time, and... They had one in stock and she wanted it, so I let her have it. And we went to the till. I said, oh, do you have any more in stock? And they said, yeah, we have one in a, a different store down the road, so we, we'll get it round for you. And it arrived next day, uh, $30. I thought, yeah, that, that's good. That's pretty sweet. I already had a copy of God of War free, but I thought, why not? <laughs> okay. Um, so that's GameStop. Hey, as someone who does shop at GameStop now and then, I'm interested. I don't think it's going to affect us. I don't think it's going to affect uh, consumers in any big way. But it is interesting to watch and see uh, GameStop expand or try to expand. And I hope it can be successful. Um, of course, How's expanding or they're shutting stores down. They're expanding their reach, um, basically. They're expanding what they're doing. I think they're just trying to find more hardware to sell because more people are buying digital now. They can't well, exactly digital. sell digital. Because you can't really have a electronic tablet, in a sense, on your PC. And this, you know what I mean. <laughs> Obviously, you can pull up things on your PC, but it's not like you can have just like a piece of hardware just virtualized in front of you. <laughs> yeah, hardware is kind of a thing that they need. Until, of course, we get exactly. to Star Trek. So why not go and grab whatever hardware you can get? Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean by expand. They're trying to do more. They're trying to do more things instead of just one thing. They're expanding their focus rather than expanding their um, <laughs> their stores. Um, so last week we spent a lot of time talking about a certain console, which was, do you remember? 
No idea. No idea? Man. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's anticlimactic. It was the Wii Nintendo. U. Nintendo. We talked about Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> there we, yay. Mm. There we got it. Oh, yeah. Ninten- Nintendo, yeah. We spent a long time talking about Nintendo. Um, I thought for a little while we would talk about Xbox. Is that okay? Oh. Yes. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, no, Xbox is a a fine console, Uh, but it is way way behind right now. In fact, reports have come out saying that Microsoft might halt Xbox One production because inventory has piled up. Retailers are not selling the units that they have very quickly. So bad that Amazon.com had uh, day one editions available for sale this week. Wait, really? They have day what? one editions? Yep. The day one is a worthless, worthless serious? bundle. Yeah, I'm Wait. serious. Is How? The same full price? Uh, yeah, it was just four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, heck no. People are just gonna. Another, yeah, another... especially when you like compare it to like the Titanfall bundle is still sitting on uh, inventory for Amazon and a lot of other stores. So yeah, dude, look, the day one edition on Amazon for four ninety eight ninety seven. Yep. Well, I, I would buy the day one edition because I can sell that day one achievement for like triple the price. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's not a lie. Oh, not a lie. It's just a pre-order bonus for the day one in Japan. Mm. <laughs> Notably, <laughs> people <laughs> want that day one achievement, man. They will pay real money for that sucker. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it really doesn't mean anything. But yeah, people will buy it. That's the, the problem. Yeah, people will buy it anyway. I'm interestingly enough, I'm taking a look at Amazon right now. I'm looking at the Titanfall bundle, and it's four ninety nine. It's not four fifty mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, it was only four fifty for a week or two. Yeah, yeah, but it's four ninety nine. And the standard- casual going down in price casually over here in the UK. It's been consoles like £20 off every month or something. It's like, people are getting annoyed as hell. Yeah, I mean, the price has been going up and down. Like, sometimes it's low and sometimes it's high and sometimes it's really low and sometimes it's really... And, and I don't know, it's it's hard to follow. Like, what's going on here? Ours is just going down in price. It's never going back up. It's, what is it, 329 now or something like that? Mm. Frasier. Something like that. I mean, yeah. there... Is it not matching the PS4 price now? No, well, I thought it was just under the PS4 price. In a way. Because, I mean, what they did was they gave a... Uh, what was the bundle that was making it do that? That was making it 400 Titanfall? No, no, no. Titanfall's was 450 Not in or, Europe. In Europe. Forza bundle or the Dead Rising bundle? No, in the Forza one. I don't remember. They, they had a bundle... The, of some sort that they were selling for four hundred dollars, and um, which definitely makes it about the same price as the PlayStation Four, but with the addition of an extra game. So they were able to increase its value that way. But at the same time, when they do that, that can't be a permanent thing because remember the console takes costs four seventy one to make. Um, it retails for five hundred, so to sell it for an entire hundred dollars less plus the cost of the game, you know. Wasn't that's the game uh, digital anyway? Yeah, that's a that's a great way to um, temporarily increase sales, but uh, that can't that can't be sustainable. Well, to be honest, uh, digital uh, copies won't cost them as much as an actual retail copy because all they have to do is print a piece of paper. 
Mm. Sure, they give the game for free, but the game isn't costing them anything on the the cloud, you know, yeah, on their servers. At the same time, don't they have to make up to respawn into EA that sale that they lost? Well, if if Microsoft has paid them enough money, you know, there's chances are they've been covered the price of the downloads anyway. Mm-hmm. And it won't... I would think that's the first thing they they give the money to is is EA and and respawn. I think that would be the first thing they'll focusing on rather than the, the profits that they can make off of it. And you gotta yeah. remember they wouldn't be getting that full sixty dollars anyway. They would probably be getting like ten or fifteen dollars out of that price. Microsoft can bear the brunt of costs, so yeah. they get melt billions because. You're, they also have all the whole PC software and all that jazz they've done for years. They have big deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think it's really hurting them as much as we think it is. What's hurting them is investors are going, is it worth having Xbox anymore? Yeah. There's been a lot of talk of them just ditching it because it's really not shifting where it should be. Although it shifted more than 360 does, did it not? But the PS4 is just walking off into distance like, bye! Uh, that's kind of true and not true, Fraser. It it sold more the first month or so, but since the start of each year, it's actually been selling less than the 360. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? The Xbox One has? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Is that just UK only, though? No, that's worldwide. It's 300,000. It okay. I know in the US it's yeah. still selling better than the 360 did. No, it's 300,000 really? sales less than the 360 was at this time period. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the sales have, overall, for the Xbox One, the sales have still been absolutely stellar. Um, one guy on a forum, I know, I shouldn't listen too much to people on, on random internet forums, but one guy on the forum was like, dude, you know, Xbox sales suck. I mean, it's, it's, the sales are terrible. And I'm like, dude, they're selling like hotcakes, Okay. They've sold 5 million units in about 6 months. I don't think they even sold 5 million actual hotcakes in 6 months. Okay? Um, Glenn, that shipped, not sold. Yeah, they've only put them into retailers. They haven't actually sold them for the customers. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's pretty significant sales. That's that's not bad sales. But um, when you compare... It's when you compare it to the competition. That's what makes it look like it really is just paling in comparison. Um, so Xbox One is doing okay. It's not in danger of like going under or anything like that right now, but it's certainly not doing as well as it could be, as well as it would like to be. That's what the PlayStation 4 has going for it right now. Could I just do, I'm probably going to get bitten for saying this one thing, but I don't want to be mean to Xbox One because I don't have one or anything, but I feel it needs... Like Titanfall came out, but Titanfall also released on PC, also released on 360. There was no push to make people want to play it on Xbox One purely, apart from like three weeks wait. Whereas there was infamous Second Son, which was a proper sort of next-gen good title that people wanted, and it was shown off well. But Microsoft doesn't really seem to have anything. It's been off to a really shaky start mm-hmm. in terms of games. It had, I mean, I know a few people have said... It's like if Microsoft doesn't show them something really good at E3, which I expect they will, uh, but they said if they don't, they're going to sell the Xbox One because there's, it's been just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, does, does, do any of you guys have an Xbox? I just want to say it seems I was wrong about that statement about 360 and Xbox One sales. 
I don't know where the hell I read that. I think I read it on NeoGAF somewhere. Uh, either oh, way, um, I was wrong. Or uh, I was right. Either way, we'll see. So, so what's the what's the actual figure then? Do you do you know? So the actual figure, yeah. and this is I pulled it from the latest NPD's like statement by Microsoft is. Uh, Xbox global Xbox One sales are outpacing the Xbox 360 by more than 60 percent at the same point in time. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. So Xbox One's doing they're they're doing well. They're doing well. Um, just not just not as well as seven million units sold. Mm-hmm. They'll catch up uh, with the Wii U uh, at Christmas. <laughs> Wait, how much is the Wii U sold again? Fifteen million or something? No, so it's far? not fifteen minutes. It's was it six point two. Six point two. It's not sold much. At the I thought it was more than that. No, it's not that high. I thought I think, it's not very high. I think the Wii U sales will jump drastically after the release of Mario Kart, and then again after the release of Smash Bros. I don't know. Smash I don't Bros. think Smash Bros. will affect it that much. Not no. with the 3DS version coming out six months beforehand. Yeah. Uh, if they if they somehow will be able to link the two to 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 play against each other in some way, like the Vita and the, and the PS4, I think it'll still sell pretty high. If they, if they manage to, yeah, if they manage to find some way to um, use the 3DS with the Wii U uh, somehow, well, yeah, um, it, it's just a matter of increasing the value of the Wii U. People right now are like, you know, it doesn't have many games on it that I'm interested, so why would I buy the thing? So you have to make people want it, and if they can find a way to do it, then yeah, you might see some more. But as it stands right now, without that, it doesn't look. I I don't see people buying um, 360 for uh, excuse me 360 buying Smash Brothers for their 3DS, and uh, then six months later going, oh, I just must buy a Wii U for this game that I've been playing for six months. True. I, I that unless they they give you things that the 3DS version doesn't give you. Maybe yeah, right. then. That'll only affect the the major fans of Smash Brothers, which is a lot. I do expect it to affect the sales, but I don't think it'll be the one saving yeah, but grace. But look at like tournament wise, they're not going to have a tournament on the 3DS version. They're going to have the tournament on the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, they could. I mean, the Wii U version is probably going to have online multiplayer. The 3DS version probably won't. Why not? Yeah, I think it because has Nintendo online. doesn't know how to market. They'll probably have local multiplayer, but I don't think it's going to have online multiplayer. Why not? Um, yeah. Pokemon has online. It would be battles. really weird if they didn't have that. I that that's that that's my prediction. I don't think it's going to have online multiplayer. What? I think it'll have local multiplayer, but not online multiplayer. I mean, the sad thing is, I I definitely could see that's that scenario actually happening because this is Nintendo. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. I think the 3DS is perfectly capable of it. I mean, it it doesn't make sense to me why they would do that except to try and sell more Wii U's, but doing that would just be a way to tick people off more than anything, especially since we haven't heard anything state even hinting that so far. Like, I mean, what do they plan on telling people after they've already bought the 3DS version? Oh, by the way, you know, I mean, that's just going to annoy people. Well, I think the even the Wii U version, I think it comes with the adventure mode that the 3DS version is not going to come with. I, I, didn't, I thought they decided that they're going to cancel the story. I don't know. For the last article I read it was that the... Well, it wasn't really an article. It was leaked images of the adventure mode running on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. 
I would be surprised but, if that's uh, exclusive to the Wii U because they've got to have something that sells it. But yeah. I, I'm not sure if, it, as I said, I'm not sure if it's going to be enough to sell it enough to make it as successful as it could be. Because isn't it actually uh, what's it selling less than the Dreamcast did before that got cancelled? Yeah. 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 Right now, uh, at this time period, uh, it is selling less than than the Dreamcast did at the same time time frame or release window I should say release yeah. which, sorry which makes me sad because the Dreamcast was an amazing console and it should have sold more it really was an amazing console man <laughs> one of my I, favorites yeah I, I think that was like a true gamer console in my opinion did you yeah. if you loved arcade games it was definitely the console to get and for yeah. fighters, if you're really into fighting games. It was the first multiplayer console. Online multiplayer console, too. No, uh, that's a lie. Well, I guess online multiplayer, but the actual Genesis had a modem you could plug in and download games. Yeah, this... yeah but you could play online with other people. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Plus, they had the coolest memory card, man. Oh, Come yeah, on. they did. It was VMU. a game. <laughs> no, I, I had the Sony equivalent. The uh, pocket station? Yeah, pocket station. That doesn't... Nice. That thing was only good for the Final Fantasy VIII card game. What about the uh, Crash Bandicoot <laughs> minigame? They made a Crash Bandicoot minigame for that? Yeah, if you plugged... Uh, if you play, if you saved a vo- uh, Crash Bandicoot 3 warped on it, you unlocked a Crash Bandicoot minigame where you're running from Boulder. What? That's so weird. Crash Bandicoot is an American-developed game, yeah. and they have this mini thing for something that never released in, in North America. Yeah. And the wow. Final Fantasy VIII thing was a Chocobo Hot and Cold game, uh, which unlocked bonus summons in the game, which you can actually get in the Steam version, by the way. <laughs> the things we that, that came with like a mini card game of that card game they had. I, I, I guess I'll... No, it came with like a chocobo hot and cold thing. Oh, my bad. Alright. So, um, if anything is going to help Xbox out at this point, everyone's looking toward the um, discrepancy between markets. Um, Of course, Xbox decided uh, pretty soon to its release window that it was going to cancel, or not cancel, but postpone launch in several of its markets. And it it stuck to only 13 or so, um, which rolled out over time. And so now uh, a lot of people are saying, okay, PlayStation's in a bunch of markets uh, more than Xbox is. And so Xbox has been targeting uh, early September for the launch in some of these other markets, including Japan. And in Japan, um, this comes from cinemablend.com in Japan. Microsoft has been talking up the power of the Xbox One, uh, courtesy of the cloud. So basically a Japanese version of Power of the Cloud, which we got here in the U.S. And um, according to DualShockers, um, they stated, they made a very bold claim, a very, very bold claim, saying that the Xbox One could be as powerful as the combined processing power of 32 Xbox 360s, thanks to the cloud. Um, or four times as powerful as it is without the cloud. Um, so, oh, any thoughts on this? So it's my PC. <laughs> Everyone's talking. Could could be. 
I'll just say that. <laughs> Could be. What was it you said, Fraser? So it's not as powerful as my PC yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. Yo, snap, you went there. PC Master Race. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know, because I don't know. Uh, well, basically, Dual Shockers, for anyone who doesn't know them, is, of course, a PlayStation website. And they. Um, this is confusing with all these names. Cinema Blend is referencing Dual Shockers, just so that I can be clear here. And apparently, Dual Shockers showed a picture of um, some of the presenters at this event where they made this very bold claim. And there's a bunch of Japanese text over it. Unfortunately, I can't read Japanese. I have wanted to learn, but I can't. Um, it shows a character, which apparently means LOL. And there's a lot of these characters all over the screen. Um, so, of course, we don't understand everything they're saying. So um, that it really could mean anything. I mean, I know I type LOL just when I say hi. <laughs> I, I use it just to lighten the mood sometimes. So it could mean anything. But I, I guess the point that Dual Shockers is trying to make is that people aren't really might not be people might not be taking it very seriously over there. Um, all I know is there was one store in Japan that has the best promotional sign for the PS4 in the world. Really? What's so special about this sign? It it, it, it compares the power of the PS4. The, X, uh, the Xbox 360 and PS3 and uh, Wii U by using characters from Dragon Ball Z. What? Yeah. Wait, characters from Dragon Ball Z to compare the consoles? Yeah, it's like, uh, what's uh, The PS4 is, is as powerful as 32 Ginyu forces and two <laughs> freezers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, so, is there like an actual measurement system for this? Or, or like, is one Goku uh, available? I mean, available equivalent to about like a gigabyte or something, a gigabit? I think so. Yeah, it's, it's something stupid like that. <laughs> so its power level is equal to one Super Saiyan Goku. So, can it go over nine thousand? Please tell me it can go over nine thousand. It can go over nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that's got to be one of my. I, I wish I wish I could see it in England. I want one of those signs. Yeah. Oh, so I'm looking at that article, Glenn. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, I see that the broadcast was. Uh, it was done on Nico Nico Doga, which is their uh, YouTube, and how they do comments, at least with live streams, is yeah, they appear on, appear on screen, uh, and yeah, all those W's. That's uh, that is for lol. Um, they'll just like hit W a lot because um, the verb for laughing is warau. Okay. Yep. So that so just, they are just yeah. laughing uh, their butts off about all these claims that Microsoft uh, Japan is well, trying. If that's true, I mean, it's not like the, it's not like when you leave the United States and Europe, you enter a completely different planet where no one has seen you before. I mean, right. it's not like they haven't been watching what's going on. They're they're not stupid, and so far, um, the whole power of the cloud thing. Do I believe it's possible? Sure. I mean, cloud computing is a very powerful thing that Microsoft is clearly um, invested in, but so far, no one has cared, and we haven't really seen much <laughs> much of an effect. And it is still early, but it's just that. You know, going over there and, and making claims like that, I don't think that that's going to get people that interested. 
Yeah, I, I also find it weird that they did it for the Japanese market, too. I mean, Microsoft isn't exactly very popular in, in Asia in general. So I, found, I, I just found it really interesting that they decided to throw out this bold statement for the Japanese market rather than the European or North American market. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're like thinking their approach is that Japanese gamers, they're, you know, they look at that, those technical details and uh, those sort of like numbers, you know, they'll wow, wow more. Yeah, Meanwhile, but- like a lot of like the general um, consumers in Western country, countries, they don't, I don't think a lot of them like keep track of all those numbers and stuff like that. But the thing is, I, they, I think that they've misjudged their audience again. Quite right. I think that they've misjudged their audience because they they use this tactic with us here, but we're kind of dumb. I mean, no offense to you guys, we're kind of dumb. <laughs> we spend a lot of time comparing all these numbers that mean absolutely nothing. Like this cloud stuff, that has absolutely nothing at all to do with us. That is all for the developers. Okay, that's for the developers to use. That's for the developers to get accustomed to, to to working with the cloud. Does it mean we might get better games? Sure, I think that that's the goal for them. I I think the the problem though with that is third party developers aren't exactly going to utilize it as much as Microsoft thinks they are. Sure, but if it's going to be that powerful, there's no way they're going to make their game be that much better than that is on anything else. Sure, but they're telling this to consumers. They're bringing this information to the consumer level and expecting consumers to care. And again, we cared because we're dumb. But over in Japan, I don't really, you know, I don't really understand why that should be a concern for them. I don't understand why that should be a concern for us. Okay, they're interested in the games and the content and and what the what the device is going to bring to them as consumers. You know, they're not interested in all this power of the cloud nonsense that we were interested in. I think I think what Microsoft is trying to say with cloud computing is that I think the Xbox One for them with the cloud computing is going to be a very long life cycle with it. Yeah. By the way, I that, think they're, they're really putting all their money on this console right now rather than Right, and they're trying to, you know, compensate for some of the shortcomings the hardware has. Yeah, uh, compared to the PlayStation Four, you know. Oh, by the way, I found the picture of that promotion I was talking about earlier, and I found the translation of the text as well. Uh, oh. Uh, the the tra- the text translates to, if you compare the PS3 to Freezer's first form, battle power five hundred thirty thousand. PS4 What's... is a monster machine like the four former Freezer, battle power 60 million. So PS4 has. That. Yeah, that's what I suppose it says. Uh, so Fre- <laughs> There's no way it says that. Freezer has a battle power of 60 million. Uh, uh, 8 gig of RAM, 16 times the power of the PS3, can use Death Beam 16 times at the same time. 8 cores, 8 times the PS3, number of programs that can be executed. Begin New Force is now 40 people. Uh, G- GDR5, seven times the PS3 processing speed will move seven times quicker. Okay, well, let's hit pause for a second. Gary's got to go, which is why we have five people on. I don't know if I mentioned that. I might have forgotten to mention that. Yeah, Gary has to leave because he's such a busy man with the KGB. He has to go take care of some stuff. 
So um, thank you for. Go and I gotta figure out the next way to get you off the hosting job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here for a while. I will resist. <laughs> I shall resist. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. You any time, man. Uh, I think before he should go, he should mention his Twitter name. I think you should. Oh yes, Twitter at Gaglaush. That's G A G L A U S H. Follow me and make fun of me on my Twitter. How many subscribers do you have? I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. You get 66. Is it 66? <laughs> yes, that's two more from the last time I checked. It's growing. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm around there somewhere. I, I've been having a few more now, too. Um, okay. So anyway, thank you very much, Gary. We'll talk to you next time, all right, man? Thank all you right, for being on. All right, All right. Thanks. So um, this is this really – because I – I don't know Japanese, but I have tried to study it for a while, and there isn't even that much text on the screen. Like, where is this translation coming from? I are you looking at the right image, Glenn? Because I am looking at, it and from like the little bit that I know, my I've forgotten a lot of my kanji. But like, from what like Ben when Ben read the translation, it is it is. You got rid of it's probably what I see. <laughs> right, right. But from what I've seen, it's like. Fairly correct. There's literally Dragon Ball Z references in this code, uh, in this code, in <laughs> in this uh, text. Yeah. I don't know why, but I am just kind of blown away by that. That's so random. Yeah, because in Katakana it says Furiza, and yeah. Where does it say? Oh yeah, look at that. You're right. It does. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, okay. it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so there are Dragon Ball uh, breaking news. There are Dragon Ball Z references in this text, um, but overall, I guess what it means is, yeah, they're definitely not taking this very seriously at all. Um, so I think that Microsoft has misjudged its market again, uh, but I don't think that that's definitely that's going to kill them or anything. It's just I think that they need to kind of refocus. And, and pay attention to what's important with the console, to what consumers actually care about, um, especially in Japan. Uh, Japan's not America, by or, or, or let me rephrase, I'm in America, so I automatically jump to America. Japan's not the West by any uh, stretch. So it's important to make sure you are saying the right things to your consumers to keep them interested. I want to see, see Microsoft compare itself to Bleach. <laughs> to Bleach. It would be funny if Microsoft went there and just started making, like, anime references. It's like, yeah, we're Yu Yu Hakusho, and we're better than your Goku, or something like that. I don't even know. But, um, so, do you see, uh, I, I guess the overall, the larger question here is, does this... Uh, release in all of its all of these other markets now help the Xbox One catch up to the PlayStation Four. That's I say it. no. You say no. Why is that? Because like, take what it's like at the exact moment in time. It's it's selling well, but you're still finding it still on the shelves, but not shifting. Whereas the PS4 can't keep the PS4 on the shelf now, mm. and it's still doing that. And there's there's seven million plus sold to customers and it's just like they can't keep up with demand whereas microsoft's got stuff sitting there not shifting doing nothing i've actually seen a couple more playstation 4s on shelves recently 
Well, they did say it was not April, May-ish time they would finally catch up with demand. Yeah. Yeah, uh, around April they said they'd probably settle down a little bit. And I, I went to Walmart, and sure enough, I I was shocked. I, I even took a picture of it. There was just a PlayStation 4 sitting in a box on a shelf. I was like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen this before. Because a lot of people have been saying, though, it's like, oh, release in those other countries and catch up. Yes, it might catch up. It probably will catch up. But it's like the countries that are already in is just not shifting anymore. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, they'll buy it or they, they won't. And it's just like it doesn't have anything to really push the system. It had its day one launch titles. But from all you heard, it was like the frame rates had issues, the graphic issues, and it was just a horrible mess. And then Sony comes along and is like, here's this, this, and this, and it works. Mm-hmm. And just uh, like at their E3 and everything, it just felt it was too, too your Americans. It was like it was we have all this happen, that happened, the UK and Europe are sitting going. So what do we get? Oh, you'll get something at some point. Uh, <laughs> and so you, does the cloud thing have a chance of correcting these issues? Too many things have said cloud, and as you said yourself, it needs to be done right. I mean, they had was it on live? was around and then it completely fell apart it's just there's not the internet of today's day and age is not up to speed Mm. right right infrastructure just isn't solid enough and available in enough places unless we all lived in sweden where they have just crazy speeds (laughs) well if you're in japan i mean japan's internet speeds are typically faster than ours on the west right yeah so if anyone has, if any country has the chance of making the cloud work, it would be Japan. Uh, uh, Isn't Japan more sort of portable gaming? This is what I've heard, so correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah, you are, you are 100% correct. Japan is more of a portable gaming uh, industry. Whereas the Xbox One is kind of this massive slab of hardware, and people are like, where the heck did I put that? <laughs> yeah, they are. Um it's just it is it's it's a big block with a giant brick almost its own size attached to it. <laughs> I I think I think there are people are going to buy it, of course, but um, I think the biggest interest for them would be a handheld device, which Xbox simply does not have. Um, Nintendo has one, Sony has one, Xbox has none, no handheld consoles at all. See what I always found about the PS4 is it's really light. It's incredibly light. For what's packed into it, I held it with like one hand. I'm like, this, this is it. I mean, when I lifted my PS3, I almost broke my back. <laughs> the big fat one, the giant one. Yeah, I still have that oh, sitting right next to me. It works. I went to take it off the shelf, and it was just like, oh my, okay. Um, can I have a trolley, please? <laughs> um, but I don't know if that's part and parcel. People, the size of the thing, the just Microsoft not knowing its audience, and just been like. They, they did the same with the sort of UK and Europe. People were like, so what does, like, because about 80% of their press conference didn't appeal to UK and Europe. Because mm-hmm. people were just like, the, so, because I, th- I don't know your sports things that well, but it was like all the sporting things and everything had nothing to do with the UK. And people were like, uh, oh, we're, we're getting things, but, you know, uh, all the football teams there and everything, it's still waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you bring up an interesting thing. I, I think that content over there is definitely different. One one reason the, uh, that Sony cited for delaying the launch of PlayStation 4 in Japan is they wanted to make sure that uh, the PlayStation 4 had content tailored to Japanese gamers 
And if you take a look at the titles that they have, yeah, they're, they're kind of different from what we would have over here in the States and in the UK and in Europe. Um, whereas, as far as I know, Xbox hasn't uh, been looking into doing the same thing. From, it, it feels to me like they're going to try and release the same kind of games over there. Do, do you think that they can be successful doing that? Mm, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, what kind of what kind of games are, are Japanese gamers into? I know, I know they love RPGs, um, but what else? What else do they like? They have these. I've seen these big mech type fighting games over there that look really cool. Actually, Gundam. Give me Gundam. Get, yeah. Give me, give me more. Ar- Armored Core. Yeah, games like that. I would love to play that game. I saw I saw the I saw a trailer for it at um, Tokyo Game Show. I, I wasn't there. I, I watched the stream, and it was it looked really cool. I'm gonna give that a try. See, like a thing. I I, I don't. This isn't fanboyism or whatever. But the, the thing I've noticed is Sony's very sort of like respectful towards Japan. Mm-hmm. Like the the uh, Andrew House. Is that right? Yeah, Andrew House. Yep. Yeah. He always comes out and he speaks in Japanese. He's very sort of welcoming to the Japanese, whereas, like, Xbox is sort of like, here, have this. Well, to, to Microsoft's credit, uh, well, no, there, there's no reason for them to do that. But uh, Sony is a Japanese company. So if any company in this thing knows how to treat Japanese gamers and Japanese people, it will be Sony or Nintendo, for that matter. Um, Xbox has very little experience with Japan. Um, comparatively speaking. Is it not this whole, as well, some people, like in Japan, the whole X thing means no or something? I've heard this rumour. I don't know. Well, I thought that's why they switched around Circle and X on controllers, because Circle means confirm on Japan, while X means do not cancel. Yeah. You know, I've been having that problem with my 3DS, because, like, A is confirmed for everything, whereas on the PlayStation, it's in the same place as the O button, which usually means back. So I keep, like, in, in Pokemon, I keep selecting things I don't mean to select or canceling things I don't mean to cancel because I'll hit uh, confirm instead of back or something stupid like that. Like, I wish there was, like, one set position <laughs> for all things so that... Universal game controller. <laughs> Universal game control. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Xbox in Japan. Uh, frankly, uh, if I can weigh in on the whole thing too, I th- I would agree with Fraser. I don't think that this is going to be what catches them up to PlayStation Four launching in their unreleased territories. Because if you remember, the territories that they decided not to release in were their worst territories. Right. Exactly. They're what they called the tier two. Exactly. They, they, they yep. call them tier two. And after all of this, after the launch, after public perception got set, set in place, and, and don't think that public perception is bound by borders. It's not. It, people in people all over the world are watching the performances of these consoles. So public perception here might be kind of similar to public perception in Asia or in Lithuania or, or wherever it is you haven't released yet. So, um, there's that that they have to beat and in order to and meanwhile playstation's numbers aren't sitting still it's not like they're going to stop and and stop selling ps4s and wait for xbox to catch up you know playstation's still going to be selling units so microsoft is going to have to not only catch up but 
to the existing, not only are they going to have to get rid of the existing sales gap, but they're going to have to account for the fact that the gap still continues to grow, which is um, kind of, which is kind of going to be hard for them. So if, is it possible for the Xbox to eventually pass the PlayStation 4? I think it is. I don't think that it's completely a lock that PlayStation 4 is going to be ahead the entire generation. I would like it to because I frankly love PlayStation. Um, that was the most fanboyish thing I've ever said on this, on this podcast. I Forgive me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be just because they launched in a couple unreleased markets, uh, especially their worst ones. It's going to be because they addressed customer concerns because they beat public perception and they offered better games at good prices uh, and not just because of a launch somewhere else. Uh, whereas PlayStation, PlayStation actually needs to be careful too because there's no, as they have experienced, uh, when you're desperate, when you're in a bind, you can come up with some pretty awesome stuff. They had to do it last generation. So... Um, if I were Sony, I would also be keeping an eye on, on that and, and making sure that I would be able to keep my lead. See, that's what I've always feared is, like, Sony, like, obviously they brought it back, but they came out of the, the gates. It was felt like, the, you know, the PlayStation 1 either they'd come back and they're ready to fight. But I feel that they, they might get overconfident and might slack and then Microsoft will be like, right, we can step in. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have them sort of 50-50 because... As people say, competition breeds innovation, which benefits the consumer. Yeah, Shuhei Yoshida himself said that. Yeah, Shahid himself even said that earlier today, Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great minds think alike. <laughs> How it's 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 terrific for gamers. It really is. Um, and so it's just, I I just hope that everyone kind of does really well. Um, I I do like PlayStation though. I, I've PlayStation's my favorite. It's okay to have favorites. Um, anyway, what, what do you guys think? Ernest, you've been super quiet, man. He's, he's going to be super quiet for a few more minutes. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's, he's AFK. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He got fed up with us. He was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> he's having he's like, a nap for me. He's being I'm, very He's too much Scottish in this. <laughs> so um, let me ask you this, uh, Fraser. Are you interested at all in getting an Xbox One if the price goes down or, or something? Honestly? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I I, I kind of have this thing. It's like uh, I look into studios a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Sucker Punch. I love Naughty Dog. I mean, I went to Animex a few years ago and spoke with Naughty Dog's lead animator and cinematic animator and all that. And I just have huge respect for him. But I also have a PC. Mm-hmm. And most games, I, uh, any multi-platform, I usually get on PC. And then I, I have a PS4 purely for exclusives. And just Titanfall, I got on PC. I'm already bored of it. I, I, I've not played it in like a month. I've just, like, I'm, I'm bored. What? Um, yes. Oh, man. It just felt too Call of Duty to me with jetpacks. And I was like, I'm bored. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to Evolve. It's one game. I would love to get my hands on right now. They have some but, DLC coming out for Titanfall soon, right? Yeah. Are you going to give it a try? Maybe. We'll see if I have money. <laughs> um, but like Sony Studios just uh, have appealed more to me, like the content they've put out. Like I love Infamous. Uh, I love Uncharted. I've loved Jack and Daxter and all that right back. 
There is one game in Xbox One from Insomniac. Is it? What was it called again? Sunset Overdrive. That one. Yeah. Um, I I am interested in that, but apart from that, there's nothing really. I mean, people are like, "Oh, get Halo," and I'm like, "I don't care anymore." Gears of War, I don't care anymore. I want new IP, and I get Infamous Second Son wasn't really a new IP, mm-hmm. but I feel Sony tends to push and allow more new IP more than Microsoft. Yeah. And it's just I kind of have more trust in Sony to push out content that I would want. And plus, I don't really have all the money in the world. <laughs> That's an interesting... I think I'd like to talk about that in just a second. But first, Ben, how about you? Are, are I want to say, even though Infamous is not a new IP, it's a completely new setting, it's a completely new character, completely new storyline, completely new powers, completely new everything. It might not be a new IP, but it's damn close to being a new title. If you think about De- it. Definitely pushed a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. I loved them from the second song. But also, it... they managed to t- make a power out of paper. No, they got... They, did you hear that? The power, the paper power got dropped as DLC. I know, man. That makes me sad. Uh, that was the power that he predicted, too. He, um, Ben. I want it the... so much. <laughs> yeah, paper. no more paper power. It makes me sad. Um, I think what Fraser was saying kind of speaks to the core strengths of both Microsoft and Sony as far as gaming is concerned. Um, because quite frankly, Microsoft's strength has never been in exclusives. Um, and, and there's a reason for it. Like they, they just don't invest in exclusives that much. They tend to buy exclusivity contracts, which is what they've done so far, um, with the exception of, of like Halo and stuff, they have very few studios that they work with to create first-party content for the system. Um, whereas PlayStation, on the other hand, has for, for decades now been fostering terrific relationships with all sorts of developers, and they have some really legendary uh, studios on their belts: uh, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, uh, Evolution, um, Santa Monica, London Studios, and. and a lot of these studios are their own studios. So they have the power to create a lot of first party content. And because of that, they tend to put out a lot of great exclusives. On the other hand, Xbox's network is as far as gaming consoles go second to none. It's an excellent network because that's what they invest in. That's what Microsoft invests in. And, um, not that Sony's is that Sony's network is actually very good as well. But Microsoft's just went ahead and, and added all that refinement to it. I mean, they, they bought like hundreds of thousands of servers to stick on their network. Virtual and, servers, just saying. Huh? They're virtual servers. Virtual They're not servers. It's servers are mirrored. Yeah, yeah. But um, the point still stands that they, they're investing all of this into their online network and not very much on the exclusive side, uh, comparatively. Um. And, and that kind of speaks to it. Like I, I told the story last time, uh, not last time, but previously of myself uh, thinking of getting an Xbox 360 and looking at all the games that they have and being like, yeah, there's nothing I want to play here that I can't already play on my PS4. And, and Fraser's here talking about how he, would, uh, he wouldn't be interested in an Xbox One because he can already play most of the games in its library on his PC. And they, they don't, they just don't invest in exclusives very much, but they do invest a lot in their online network. I mean, even even though PlayStation 3 had a very strong lineup of exclusives 
uh, a lot of people still chose Xbox 360 for online multiplayer games like Call of Duty and and, um, and whatnot. So it, it's just it's just a different strength that um, Microsoft has there. But with the way things are going now, I, I wonder how long that that will sustain them. Well, Sony has NASA helping him work with the network. NASA? Did you, are you serious? Yeah, NASA. Part of the uh, yeah, it's the Project Morpheus, was it not? I thought, was, I thought uh, NASA was also helping with the actual uh, cloud servers as well. Yeah, for PS. So Sony, Sony's getting cloud servers from NASA. I, I thought it was something like that. Yeah. Well then. <laughs> well then, indeed, I didn't think so. <laughs> I know there was something to do, a deal between NASA... I know they helped Project Morpheus as well, but I'm sure there was something else that NASA was going to be doing as well towards stuff in the future. NASA is working... Okay, NASA's working with um, Sony to bring content to Planet... Mar, uh, Planet... To Project Morpheus. They, they're bringing Mars to pro, Project Morpheus. We actually have it in a forum post. Someone's put Sony turn to Rackspace and NASA for cloud tech. Oh, that was it, mm-hmm. yep. What? I, I'll link it in our, our lovely Skype chat. It's actually on our forum somewhere. I can't quite pronounce the name. Someone wants to try that for me, but it's in the PlayStation 4. Sony turn to Rackspace and NASA for cloud tech. So, never know. <laughs> so... Sony's not going for the cloud, they're going for space. Space powered. Yeah. Rackspace and NASA for cloud tech. That's really interesting. So what is Rackspace? I, I haven't heard of Rackspace before. Do we know? Uh, I'm going to guess it's just the cloud services found, NASA uses, maybe. I found on, I found on your, um, your link here, Fraser. It says that Rackspace is the open cloud company that recently announced plans to partner with CERN on cloud computing, and they'll be helping Sony out with their PlayStation cloud plans. Um, although that could also mean PlayStation Now. That doesn't necessarily mean cloud servers in the sense that Microsoft is using them. Still, that's insane. <laughs> that's pretty insane. NASA... Uh, welcome back, Ernest. Ernest returns. Yeah, yeah. I asked you something a while ago. I don't remember what it was. And then I realized, oh, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a business call real quick. Okay, a business call, sure. It was, it was. <laughs> he, he just left as he hated us that much. We just let no, I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking about how NASA's partnered with Sony to not only bring... Uh, content to Project Morpheus, but also to uh, assist Sony with cloud technology. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. That's, that's you did. Cool. How did I not hear about this? Well, I saw like on a news story somewhere. Yeah, it's about know. a year ago. No, it was. Um, it's on PlayStation Universe as of August just last year. I don't know how I missed that, and I don't know why it's not. Um, more known than it is. I hadn't even heard about that before. I think it's because a lot of people are thinking, because mm, it might just be swept under the carpet, because not a lot of people really believe in cloud-type stuff, but I think this might be to do with PlayStation Now. Sure, and I, it probably has more to do with PlayStation Now than anything. And I'm looking down at some of the comments on PSU, and people are like, please, don't start the cloud thing. Please, <laughs> Sony, don't start the cloud thing. 
Don't do it. No tears so. now, only clouds. <laughs> so here's what else NASA is doing. They're bringing um, Mars to Project Morpheus. So you can actually put on your Project Morpheus headset, uh, whatever they eventually name it. You can put it on your face and you can look around and dis- and just explore Mars, uh, which is what NASA has been working with Sony on more prominently as of late, which is sounds really cool to me. I think as a human race, it's pretty cool because you'll be able to like, oh, now I can see what another planet is like rather than walking around Earth, even though Earth has some spectacular sights, but it's like, this is another planet. <laughs> You know, there was this one thing that Shia actually said earlier, and I, I feel okay saying this because um, by the time this comes out, uh, Unchained will have been out for a few days. There was one thing he said where he was talking about uh, when he got to experience the Oculus Rift, and he said that he had this urge to kind of put his hands out and stick his hands into the world in front of him, and he didn't see his hands, you know, probably uh, Oculus Rift doesn't have like a camera to detect your hands or anything like that and it, it, he said it felt really disembodied and um, so that's why uh, they have integrated move into the system so now you actually have a way for the system to detect your hands uh, going into the world and you can see your hands um, so I I think, do you think that that is a worthwhile thing because I, I know that Project Morpheus, one of the biggest concerns for Project Morpheus on a consumer level is cost. And I know if you have to buy Project Morpheus and then you have to buy a move controller and you have to buy all of this, but do you think that this experience is something that's going to be worth it for gamers in the long run? I'm sure I've heard rumors of uh, the fact that it'll bundle with the camera. It'll bundle? Yeah, yeah. but at what price? I mean... I, re- I really think they're going to aim for $300. Oh goodness! That's 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 almost as much as another PS4. I still think Project Morpheus is still at least two to five years from actually being consumer friendly to be bought. Because he still, when he did that showing, it was still pretty much prototyped, and it was still going through relatively a load of changes. And it's the same thing with Oculus Rift. It's it's not going to be for consumers for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, 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 no, I think you, I think you'll be, I think you can be surprised, Fraser. I think it's going to be uh, teased at E three this year. I don't think we'll see any gameplay. I think we'll just see sort of a Sony montage, and then we'll see more. I think we'll hear more information at E three next year, and then I think we'll actually hear a release date not long after E three next year. I did say two to five years, man. Yeah, true. Well, that'd be next year. Yeah, I expect a release for winter 2015. Uh, I don't think it'll be winter 2015. I, I think it'll be in um, 2000. I think it'll be like late 2016 at the earliest. Uh, no, I, I don't think. I think they're a lot further ahead than people think they are. Yeah. I think Project Morpheus has the best way of making people, like you said, the whole disembodiment. Mm-hmm. I think it has the sort of best chance at not making you feel sick. Yeah, yeah. Because I've known a few people that have got the Oculus Rift development kit and all that, and they said using it, you just like... Because I think there was uh, something I read about, there's a Sonic Oculus Rift game or something now, someone's modded Sonic. Mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't really imagine playing Oculus Rift with that. I'd probably throw up. Supposedly, it's, a very, it's actually quite slow. 
But that's not Sonic. I know. Yeah, Sonic isn't slow. That's not how it works. Oh, I was, well, when we're talking about stupid price points, though, I brought it up in that interview earlier with Shahid. When I was in Eurogamer last year, they had a guy demonstrate, you'll probably heard of this actually, Fraser, the full body motion thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's purely you stand on a platform and moves around as well. Yeah, oh. he, he was shown off Team Fortress 2, and I said, oh, can I have a go? He said, no, you can't. I said, oh, oh. well, what's the point of having this then? I said, I said, ah, oh, so how much is it then? It looks pretty cool, you know. I can get me fit and so forth. Joked. And I said, More yeah, like it, it, no, he joked. Said it's just going to be a reasonable, you know, normal price of a hundred grand. <laughs> reasonable price of a hundred grand. Yeah. That's, that's enough to buy like two houses where I live. So yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> you could buy a house and a car for that price. What is what is this technology? It's used for Battlefield. I'm sure Battlefield uh, showed off. Um, it's pretty much you, you're standing in like a, a, a sort of platform, and you have a thing that comes up that kind of gauges where your body's going, and it kind of shifts around a little disc at the bottom, so you move around on the actual game itself. You have a gun prop. I, did I have a gun prop, Ben? I think he. No, I don't think he did. It. You're a gamer. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I just found it funny because, you know, it's just a, a people won't even get this probably, but it's just a, a, a virtual reality headset with a rolling rocker. Go look mm. at a rolling rocker. At PAX, they actually had a giant, like, hamster ball. Wow. With the Oculus Rift. You could go on, you'd run around in the sort of hamster ball thing with the Oculus Rift on and you're running in-game. But can you play Goat Simulator with it? <laughs> that's gonna become a meme. That's gonna become a meme around the gaming. But can you play Goat Simulator? Look what we've done to the world. We're sorry. <laughs> I've got to look up this Goat Simulator game. Please don't, don't. Uh, go on Steam. Go to the top sellers. There you go. That's there. <laughs> goat Simulator. Okay, the GoatSimulator.com. In the same font as like Flight Simulator, with actually pretty clean looking graphics for what it is it actually like it's uh, done by coffee stain studios who did sanctum one and two and it was pretty much the devs were deciding to have fun they put a video up of it and the video kind of blew up and i'm like okay and it just kind of it made them a ton of money and lots of youtubers did videos i didn't just to say that <laughs> okay i kind of want to play it now ign gave this game an eight out of ten it, it, it deserves more than that it deserves a nine it's one of those games you kind of can just play and have fun and not care about the world. You can also turn into Demon Goat. <laughs> yeah, you can also summon goats from the sky. What? Yeah. You can even and you can a... strap on a jetpack. Yeah, you can oh. be a goat board with screams Skyrim style. And I already know the, the this title of this podcast. Ridiculous. This sounds 100% ridiculous. The title of this podcast, Goat Simulator. Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like Xbox in parentheses, but Goat Simulator Y. Oh, oh, okay. and also, you can, as I said before, you can become a giraffe. A giraffe? Yeah, Why? A goat giraffe. A tall goat is called. It's a giraffe, though. Oh, okay. Because they're totally related. Yeah. Goats and giraffes. Yeah. Well, as I said before, like the uh, bird goat, which is an ostrich for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand this game, Ben. Oh, and you can you also play... Um, I think it's called Flappy Goat. If you go into the Coffee Stain Studios house in the game, 
there's a TV on the second floor, and if you if you lick the TV, you you unlock a version of Flappy Bird, but as a goat. <laughs> oh my goodness! What? I don't even know. I I don't know what to say. I'm just kind of sitting here, kind of taking it all in and. Pump. That's all you need for the PlayStation View. You need Football Manager. You need Minecraft and Goat Simulator. You'll never see the world again. Ernest is being. <laughs> how, how do you feel about all of this? All of these shenanigans. Um, I think they are fine as long as no one gets hurt. Okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I've sold the listeners on Goat Simulator now, so I can get yeah. Shahi to make it possible. Goats. The end of the game, just like no goats were hurt in this, except from this one, this one, this. Um, okay. So Goat Simulator, um, IGN gave it an eight. Oh my goodness. Um, Soda Drinker Pro, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we're still the, the word's not out on that yet. Um, at least I don't think so. I'd, get, I'd give Goat Simulator a nine. In fact, there's an achievement for crashing the game. An achievement for crashing the game? Yep. <laughs> That's I don't. Okay, this makes even less sense now than it did before. Basically, uh, when they first announced, first released it, they jokingly put in the description of the game, don't buy this game, it's a buggy mess. We didn't plan to release it originally, but if you want to buy it, you can. But wait until a Steam sale. That's the description of the game. Um, it was made out of complete just fun and pastime at a development studio, and it made them a lot of money, I suppose. And as people say, it's like YouTube bait, though. Okay, I found a website for Soda Drinker Pro. It's simply sodadrinkerpro.com. And, um, I'm frightened to touch this. No, go ahead. It's fine. Uh, it's just horrible graphics. <laughs> but, it sounds um, nothing like, nothing not as good as, oh my god, that's horrible. I made something better than that in first year of college. It's, uh, well, it calls itself the original FPS, first person soda. Um, you can download it right now on your PC. I'm not touching that. <laughs> well, it, it says with it's. I this is what kind of makes me raise my eyebrows. This quote right here from SodaDrinkerPro.com: Many soda drinking simulations only give you the can, but in Soda Drinker Pro, you get the real deal, slurps and all. Many soda drinking simulations. How many soda drinking simulations are there? Um, maybe some. Flash games on no sites that I can't remember anymore. So you played in like high school? Uh, apparently, this came out for computers in 2008. That still doesn't give an excuse for its practice. <laughs> Crisis was. Was that then? Oh my god, there's custom soda simulation. What is custom mm-hmm. soda simulation? These graphics are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with the concept. I mean, stranger things have happened, but just the quality is so low. I mean, even just the the title, it looks like it came out of a, a old IBM machine from the nineties. What's worse is a green light. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Is... Don't you? Because <laughs> you can green light it on Steam. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Watch this. We'll be the cause of this appearing on Steam. I'll have a look yes, at this. Right. Oh my god, they were at PAX East. How much? Oh. It has, it has Oculus Rift support. Now, what can I, how much is it going to cost me to greenlight this? 
It has Oculus Rift support yeah. for a Drinker Pro. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, it's just, it's fifty percent off sale. Fifty percent off this week. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. You can download. Uh, you can download it here. But how this much? This is an ugly, ugly game. Ooh. How it much is. do I have to pay this paper for, for the game? How do I green light <laughs> it? How do I if... do the things? Okay. Uh... Soda Drinker Pro, I think it was developed by someone called SnowRunner Games, or was that Goat Simulator? I might have my things mixed up, but whoever developed Soda Drinker Pro, listen, remake this, okay? The soda drinking thing, you know, fine. There's a Goat Simulator. It can happen. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean that with, with kindness in my heart. But um, this is this just looks horrendous. It looks absolutely horrendous. Uh, so re- give this give this some love. Give it a remake. Give it some half decent graphics at least, because this is terrible, absolutely terrible. And Fraser's sending me something on Facebook. Oh yes, <laughs> eight hours left for the soda sale. Yeah, but it's got a power glove too. <laughs> power glove for soda drink. Power glove. That's so bad. Is this what it's going to be like on Connect? You're going to have power gloves to hold your soda can, and you just slurp it. I want it now. <laughs> All right. Um, so, guys, thank you for tuning in with us to another great episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Um, we're about done. It's been about an hour and change now, right? It's been an hour and 21 minutes. So uh, thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for having, thank you us for having me. Yeah, thank you. Anytime, guys. Uh, I love having you guys on. Um so I, I guess the moral of the story right now is um, besides Goat Simulator and Soda Drinker Pro, um, Xbox, be careful. Like you, you, have an, you do have an opportunity to catch up a little bit, but um, pay attention to your customers and to their interests because I have a sickening feeling that you're misjudging them once again. Um, so as for us um i would like to remind you guys first of all that gary is having a contest on his uh twitter where he is giving away a free game to one lucky person when he every 100 followers he gets and he's somewhere in the 60s right now um so follow gary at gaglaush g-a-g-l-a-u-s-h on twitter um And he will buy someone a game, which is pretty cool. Um, How about you, Mr. Fraser? How can people reach you? Well, if you really want to see who I am or whatever I am, Fraz101, let's get three Zs. Three Zs, or Zs, as known to some people. Um, Um, That's my Twitter if people want to come say hi. Just be (laughs) warned, there's YouTube videos posted from time to time. Yes, okay. Um, that's our shapeshifter. How about you, Mr. Ernest? Um, Twitter, Ernsty Lynn, uh, E-R-N-S-T-Y-L-I-N, or email Ernest.Lynn at PSU.com. Ben? You can contact me at chili underscore UK, or ben.shillabearhall, S-H-I-L-L-A-B-E-E-R, slash H-A-L-L, at PSU.com. Um, you can contact me that these ways. That was a lot of spelling, man. Yeah, you can contact me these ways. 
these ways. Okay. Um, before I give my information, we have a new review on iTunes uh, from SNOVA34Z. I think this is Fonz. Yeah, so thank fun. you, Fonz. Shout out to you, man. Um, he says he, he, it was directly for RDGH, which just fills me with joy. Um, it says, RDGH is sweet. The latest podcast from PSU, Radical Diversity Gaming Hour, is a hit. Uh, very funny and informative. Love how it talks about everything going from one topic into many topics. This podcast makes me have a good Wednesday. Keep up the good work, guys. Much love. Thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, glad to do it. Um, Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Not radical, though. <laughs> we are pretty radical. We are pretty radical. <laughs> Tubular. Dude. Um, I'm going to get skateboard. <laughs> there should be a podcast where we're all on skateboards. We're all just at the beach or something on, on skateboard. We all get Oculus Rifts and just imagine on skateboards. Ha! <laughs> or Project Morpheus. Sipping soda on Soda Drinker Pro. Well, well, um, I like things on Goat Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? What have we done? Okay. Um, so thank you. Of course, if you go to iTunes and subscribe, you can have both of our amazing podcasts, us and P uh, PlayStation Unchained, if you like PlayStation, downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. And if you leave a review like our friend Fonz did, we will read it out on the air. Um, of course, if, if you would like to reach me, I'm Glenn Gordon. You can do so at goglen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N -N underscore on Twitter or email me at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to PSU at PSUDOTCOM. And with that, guys, we are about done. It has been an interesting episode with many talks of, of goats and things that I have no idea what to think of. Um, so stay tuned next time, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next time, of course. As always, have a great week, great gaming. And thank Goat for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> nah, carry on. I, I, carry on, just, uh, I can't. I can't. Just end. Uh, <laughs> He's done. <I'm> <laughs> Don't be a racist. I'm a goat, goat, goat. <laughs>